Merry Christmas, everybody. It is so good to see you. And those of you online or at any of our physical locations, really, really glad that you are with us. And I am super excited, super stoked this Christmas, more than most, for several reasons. One is I get to spend it with you, uh, Chase Oakers. Um, including those of you who are Chase Oakers for the first time. Uh, we're just so glad that you're with us. And especially these services, because kids are with us. Let's welcome our kids uh, to Big Church. Also super excited this Christmas, because today at 7.56 in the morning, I, uh, our second granddaughter was born, little Mabel. And uh, so... Never forget this service and this Christmas. And I'm also excited because I get to play with helium in church. And, and, and that, that's not normal. And I'm going to go ahead and start filling up a balloon a little bit to illustrate something. And there we go. And, you know, might as well play a little bit. So here we go. Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. All right. Now, you get to decide. You get to decide how much of this talk I give on helium. So if, if you want the whole talk on helium, the way you vote is with your applause. So. All right. That's part of what I love about Chase Oakers, right, is you're up for fun and have a good time. And after all, you know, the Bible calls when we gather together a party and, and when we gather, it should feel that way. So I love that you want me to do that, but I'm not going to do it. And the reason is, is somebody told me it would cause even more brain damage than I already have. And I could faint and all this kind of stuff. So not going to do it this year. Maybe next year. Pray about it. Um, but what I really want to illustrate with this is just the pressure that we tend to fill up our lives with. And, uh, and, you know, every balloon, right, has a breaking point. And so do you and I. You know, and, and the way we live our lives, right, we, we fill our lives so full in terms of all the commitments we have and the things we say yes to and the pace that we live our lives and our culture. And then you add to that just the uncertainties in life that we can't control. And, uh, you know, the, when you think of the economy and global conflicts and, you know, stuff or some of and then there's things that happen that that we don't ever expect or can't plan or would never plan, like a health crisis, sickness, death of someone we love. And then you add to that religion and you think religion might help. I can't do it. You think religion might help. I wanted to let it explode. And I, everybody's like, ah, but I, I, I'm with you. I'm like, ah. Um, but, you know, as you keep. You know, when you come to being religious, you think, oh, maybe that'll help. But religion never helps. Religion just adds pressure. It, religion is about what we do to either become more spiritual, depending on your religion, some spirit, achieve some spiritual status or plane or, or another, in other kinds of religions with a personal God. Then it's about what you do to make God happy and not angry with you and all that. And, and that just adds pressure. Now, 2,000 years ago, the first Christmas when Jesus came to this planet, it wasn't like there was less pressure. You could argue there was significantly more pressure when he came. And, and the people of God leading up to, I mean, who were there when God appeared, when Jesus came, 
as they were looking forward to the Messiah, they called him the Savior, the Redeemer. In some ways, they knew that that could bring some relief. But in other ways, they knew that he would have demands as well. And, and as his followers began to listen to him talk about himself, Jesus realizing he claimed not just to be a rabbi, not just to be a good person. He claimed to be God who came here, took on humanity and, and came here to this planet. And some of you don't believe that. And that's OK. I get you're like, hey, I don't know if I can buy that. That's a lot to take in. Those of us who are believers, we understand. We believe that what Jesus said was true. But as the followers began to understand that, it's like, well, when God comes to the party, well, now there's really going to be some demands. Like, what are we going to do? And that's one of the surprising things about Christmas. Is that Jesus, when he came, did not come to add more pressure. He came to relieve it. He came to bring rest. That's his invitation when he began his ministry in Matthew he says this in Matthew 1, 28. Come to me. Now, this invitation is 2,000 years old, but it still stands. It's for you and me. If you want to see, you can blow it off or you can say yes, but here's the invitation. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you more to do. No, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. He came to bring what he calls rest. Now we'll talk about what that means, but notice first the invitation list. It's all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And you know who that is? It's not exclusive. That's everybody. I mean, look around the room right now and you'll see a lot of wonderful people, a lot of pretty people. And everybody's all dressed up and in our lobbies, on our campuses, you know, there'll be picture opportunities. And I hope you take advantage of that. And that's all good. And it may even be intimidating, though, when you see these friends and family and all that. And they, they look so great. And you think, oh, man, they're together. I'm not very together. And I, but here's the deal. Underneath the Christmas picture facade of all our lives, none of us have it together. We all have issues. We all have our own drama. We all have our own anxieties. We all, we all have our own troubles. We all have our own, what Jesus calls, burdens. And what Jesus says in his invitation, a twofold invitation, the first part is simply come with your burdens. To come to him. Not go get your life together and then come. It's just, no, you bring it. All your issues, all your drama, all your anxieties, all your troubles, just bring them. You come. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples in 1 Peter, adds later, he, he says what we to do with our burdens when we come, and that is to cast all our burdens upon him, Jesus, because he cares for us. That what Jesus invites us to do is give all the burdens of life in a broken, fallen, messed up world to him. Because we can't do much about him. We're not very good at carrying the burdens of life. He doesn't want us to go through life alone. Jesus came not to bring another religion. Jesus came to bring a relationship with him. And part of that relationship is, hey, let me walk with you through life together and help you handle all that you're going through. I'll go through it together with you. And some of us this Christmas have a lot of baggage. We have a lot of pressure. We have a lot of anxieties. We, there's plenty of uncertainty to go around in our world. 
And what he invites us to do is give us his burdens so that he can give back peace. To give him our burdens and he gives us peace, rest. That's especially true when it comes to the burden of sin and guilt and shame. Because we're all messed up people. The Bible says we're all sinners that fall short of God's standard. But Jesus came because of that. Not despite that. It's why later, you know, in his life, he dies on the cross for the sins of the world, the Bible says. To take the penalty for your sin and mine, to take away our shame and our guilt of sin. Ephesians 2 says God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. Christianity is not another religion. It's not spelled D-O, do. It's spelled D-O-N-E. It's not about what you and I do to be good enough for God, because we can't. It's about what Jesus has already done on our behalf. And he offers all that he offers as a gift to be received. That we give him the burden of our sin, the burden of our guilt, and the burden of our shame. And he gives back forgiveness and rest. Now, not only come with our burdens, but it also says... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, we don't think about yokes very much. You might think about eggs. Like, ooh, it makes me kind of hungry. I, you know, get, you know, over easy, whatever. But it's not a yolk. It's a yoke. Now, a yoke, they would have known 2,000 years ago, was this big, heavy thing that connected two oxen together. You know, you can probably picture that in your mind if you've ever seen that. And that doesn't sound like a great invitation. It's like Jesus is an oxen, and he's calling you an oxen, and you can join on the yoke and all that. And... And But he'll take the heavy part. And all that's true. But really, that was a figure of speech. It was an expression that everybody would have understood as a rabbi what he was saying. As a rabbi, as an honored teacher in that culture, to be chosen by, be chosen by a rabbi was a really big deal. It would be like being admitted to Harvard or something or University of Alabama, one of those places. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you would... It'd be, be the best of the best that would be chosen. And, and what he's doing is giving the invitation to all of us. When he says, take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What he's saying is, be my disciple. Be my protege. I'll be your mentor in life. That, that he invites us to a relationship with him where he, the one who created us and created our world. He knows how life works. He's saying, hey, let me walk with you into a whole new life. Let me transform your life. Use you to transform this world. Let me give you a life that is better, richer, more significant, more impactful than you could ever build on your own. I mean, if you want, you can just figure out life on your own if you want. Stumble around the dark, make a lot of mistakes, have a lot of regrets. Have at it. But Jesus offers us a better way to say, hey, let me walk with you to a whole better life. And that's the invitation to come and walk with him, lay our burdens down, walk with him into a whole new life. That's why Jesus came. And for some of you, you may be hesitating a little bit, maybe because of your view of God and and what you think of when you think of God. But notice what he said about himself. Jesus said, I am gentle and humble. The word gentle is, another word to translate that is kind and humble. You know, God is the most gentle, kind, humble being in the universe. You may not think of God as humble. You may think, oh no, he's arrogant or he's, you know, no. You may think of God as angry and, he's, and when you see God, you see him as going like that to you. That's not God. 
He's your father. He loves you. He's the most kind, most humble. Humble means he elevates others above himself. He's the most humble being on the planet. Humility is a trait for us because it's what it means to be godly. And he preferred you. That's why Jesus came. You know, people talk about what is the reason for this season and the correct answer 99% of the time in church is what? Jesus, right? Anything, just a tip if you're new to church. But in that case, if you ask Jesus what the reason is for the season, you know what he'd say? You. He was fine in heaven. He came to connect with you. And the invitation stands. Come. All you who are weary, weighed down with burdens. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and take my yoke upon you and learn from me. As he wants to walk us into a whole new life. And this Christmas is an opportunity to say yes to that invitation. And we're about to pray. And wherever you're coming from, whether you know God or you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that or you do or you don't. Wherever we're coming from, let's bow our heads together before him in prayer this Christmas. And for some of you, it might be the burden part that you just, you have such heavy burdens right now. And I invite you just to hand them over to God. Say, God, you say, give all your burdens to me. And I just give them, I give them to you. I can't do this on my own. And Whatever part you want me to take to take some positive steps, I'm in. But I give you the heavy weight of the burden. For some of you, it may be the burden of sin and guilt and shame. And the Bible says he offers forgiveness as a gift. And for you, it may be the Christmas you begin a relationship with God and say, God, right now I say yes to that gift of forgiveness and life with you forever. Take away the guilt of sin and and the shame that comes with it. And, and help me walk with you. For others of you it may be. God I want to I be your disciple. I want to follow you into a whole new life. For some of you it may be coming back around to that. Maybe you've kind of gone another direction for a while. And this Christmas would be a time to come back. Or to strengthen that commitment. I don't know. But just say whatever you want to say to God this Christmas. And on behalf of us let me pray this. Father we thank you that you are gentle. Kind. Humble. So much so that you sent your son, Jesus, the son of God, into this world to connect with us. To give us, in this broken, messed up world, rest. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.